It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. I am so excited to welcome to Live in the Bream today somebody who I get so pumped every time I see she's got a new book coming because it speaks truth. It is encouraging. It's challenging. It's inspiring. And also, I love her on social media. We'll talk about that, too. But my friend Lisa Whittle is with us today. She is the author of nine books, all kinds of Bible studies. She speaks. Um, she's got all kinds of interesting ministries going on, which I'll let her tell us about those as well. I don't know how she does it all. She's also a wife and a mom. Um, she describes herself as a lover of laughter. And who doesn't want that in their lives? Good food and the Bible. Lisa, we've got a lot in common. Welcome back to Live in the Bream. Thank you, Shannon. It's just fun. It's just, this going to be fun to just get to talk to you. Yes. And we're talking about your brand new book, God Knows, when your mm. worries and whys need more than temporary relief. And my goodness, if the last few years haven't put us all in that place, I don't know what would. Um, is that kind of what birthed this book or this idea? Where did this come from? Well, it it was. It was birthed from the idea that we're all in a lot of trouble if if it's up to us. If 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 I have to know everything that's happening in this world, one, I, I I'm faced with the reality that I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So that's it. But also I am a person that really wants justice to be done. And so for me, Shannon, I kind of came to the end of myself where I said, God, I have to believe and I need to know. It kind of led me into this nerdy research phase of like, I need to know exactly how you know and why you know. And and this this omniscience piece of your life that I believe to be true, but that you know, because that justice piece for me was so important to to be able to sleep at night, that God knows, truly knows, and that one day he will make things right because this world uh, clearly doesn't line up for us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it was all the wrongs in the world uh, led me into this research. Well, you had this really simple line. If you grew up around church or the Bible, or even if you didn't, you may know the song, he's got the whole world in his hands. I mean, it's kind yeah. of been out there for decades. Um, But you say we got to look at that as more than a slogan, because I think a lot Mm. of times and you talk about this in the book, like our head knowledge and our heart knowledge, kind of what we think we know about God, but what our experience with life is and how those things collide. If we can truly get to the place where we believe and know that he does have the whole world in his hands, how freeing is that? Yes. Yes, because I can be a really big skeptic myself. And so. You know, this idea of he's got the whole world in his hands, I think it rolls off our tongue. I think we've heard the phrase perhaps, or like you say, it may not even be that we've been a church person, but we want this idea that there is a God somewhere that's holding things in his hands. But is it true? Is it actually true? And, you know, I even made this list before I began to write this book for my own personal purposes. If I if I really believed that and I really began to rest in that, I would do these things differently, I believe. And it was things like I would 
fight for my own personal justice less. I would be angry perhaps less often. I would question God endlessly about things that I'll never know the answers to less. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all of those things were, were things that I needed in my own life to be able to sleep better at night even. And so I, I think that's when those phrases need to come into play in a way that is really real in our life rather than just sound bites. And can those things really, can that be true? Can those, can it be more than a sound bite? And so that's what led me into really writing for the reader and for myself. Because mm-hmm. so often what we're writing is about us <laughs> trying to, to answer our own questions or work on our own yes. issues. And then knowing that the more vulnerable we are and transparent with that and sharing with other people, our journey can be of great help to others as well, which I think this book is definitely that. Um, mm-hmm. You started by talking to about the idea of reliance. And I don't know, you're we're a lot alike. I know this in that we're very independent. And as you said, skeptical, mm-hmm. and we want to know what's going on. I will cop to being a control freak. I don't think that's a good thing, but I'm just being honest that I have to fight that part of my nature. But you talk about this idea of reliance and how Mm -hmm. um, God created us. He gave us life, but the whole idea is that we're going to be reliant on him through all of it. And we can spend years and decades and maybe our whole life fighting that. Like, I want to have my own answers. Mm -hmm. I want to be independent. I want to be able to resolve these things that don't make sense. But really, we're not created for that. And so we're kind of like kicking against the thorns. The more that we're doing that, instead of settling into this place of peace, when we realize we actually are created for reliance on something bigger and someone bigger than ourselves. Yes. In fact, Shannon, that you know, idea of reliance. It's hard for me. It's it, it grates against my nature to be so independent. And yet the reality of it, understanding it, that it is in the very nature of our creation. We were created with this reliance piece that when God breathed his breath into Adam, that it was intent, the intention of that was to create this relationship of reliance. And since in in the lineage thereof, we were created to be reliant upon him. So we're these autonomous human beings, but created to be reliant upon God until our final breath. I mean, we were created with, with hearts that beat and brains that function by the the command of God himself, because God is the one who who holds our life in his hands. And so as we go through life, the, the reality is we are reliant upon a creator. And so it's very important that we understand that relationship as we go through life. And so we might try to control things and we often do. And what we end up doing is, is butting our heads up against the wall because at a certain point, if you've ever been through anything tragic in your life, and so many of us have, if we've ever gone through anything that has become out of our control, we realize, oh, Oh, things aren't exactly in my control. I even realized when I was going through a certain point in my life that me trying to preempt what was going to happen, which I'm great at. I'm a great preemptor, right? Where I can predict (laughs) what's going to happen. Oh, Mm -hmm. this is going to happen. I think if we do this, this might happen. My family laughs at me all the time. But the Lord even spoke to me and said, like, prediction is another form of control, Lisa. Mm, And so I think we have to understand, Shannon, all of these things that come into play. And what's really happening is God is the one who knows what's going to happen in our world and in the world. 
Yeah, and if we trust that he is good and he is for our good, then we should take solace in that he knows, even when mm. we don't. Because the micromanaging I find exhausting. I really do. Yes. <laughs> like yes. trying to um, worry about things before they happen or head them off. I mean, it's just, um, it's a fruitless waste of time and energy and emotion and what peace there can be when we can let go. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. I'm talking to my good friend, Lisa Whittle. God Knows is her new book, When Your Worries and Whys Need More Than Temporary Relief. And I alluded to this a little bit um, in your intro And I wanted to talk about this issue of what we do when um, you talk about in the book, you say in the world in which we live, especially during difficult times, there will always be a competition inside us between what we know to be true about God and when we know to be true about life. So talk to us about that conflict and how we find peace in the midst of that. Yes, this was such an important thing for me to write about, Shannon, because it's been important in my own life. There's going to come a point in your life where there will be two conflicting things that will happen. What you know to be true about life, the facts that inform you, and what you know to be true about God, the places that God has been true to you, the things that you have experienced with God. And at a certain point, they're gonna come into conflict. And whatever is the more profound experience, will be the thing that you will draw upon. It will be the thing that will inform your decision-making. It will be the thing that you will come to believe the most in those moments. And so this is why it has to be what you know to be true about God to be the thing that outweighs what you know to be true about life. And so it's why I'm a, a big believer in encouraging the church to have good discipleship so that we we know what is actually true about God. It, it, it helps inform believers in Jesus Christ to, to really dive into the hard tenets of our faith so that we are, are believers that really are strong and have that fortitude inside of us because there are things that can mimic fulfillment in life they're they're mm-hmm. they're foe they're not true but when we when we rely on them and we lean upon them then in when the hard things happen in life Shannon we can say oh I thought those things were really giving me fulfillment or really getting me through a day but what I've realized is those really weren't things that actually mm-hmm. fulfill me I just kind of numbed out to them and so we have to know the difference so that the things that we know to be true about God will be the more profound experience. Otherwise, what we know to be true about life, we will say, well, I know that life is too hard. It is will overcome me. It will overtake me. And we will just become cynics. We will become critics. We will have no peace. We will have no joy. Uh, we will not feel strong. And so what we know to be true about God has to be the thing that we say, you know, this world is hard, but I know that God can also carry me through and give me the strength that I don't have. And that's what's really important. Yeah. And you talk about in the book, some painful places too. Um, you talk about God knows your secret struggles and this story that you shared about your parents broke my heart. I mean, mm. 
Oh, my goodness. This story, I'll let you tell it, but just how they literally day to day because of finances and health struggles, literally every day your mom was doing something just to get your dad through the day. And you think about how, gosh, we look around, we all have something that we struggle with secretly, even if, if it's their situation, which was not of their doing and was just a very, really difficult place, or if it's our own fight against a sin we're we're really hurting with or insecurity or something else or mental illness challenges. I mean, there's so many things, but I want you to share about your parents and just kind of that illustration about God knows every bit of what we're struggling with. Yeah. Well, my, my father was, uh, was very ill. He, he had a very serious heart condition. And so they were, they were elderly. And my, my mother, uh, would go every day to the CVS pharmacy down the street. They, they didn't have much money at all. In fact, they were really struggling to make ends meet. She was also his caretaker, as so many people experience in their homes privately. And uh, she would go every day to the CVS pharmacy and would buy two pills for my father. They couldn't afford one lump sum at a time to buy his very expensive heart medicine to help him continue to live. And she would buy two pills every single day because that's all they could afford to do a day at a time. They didn't know if they would have the money at one time. Uh, they certainly didn't have that large lump sum at the, at the beginning of the month to pay two pills a day to pharmacy every single day. My mother would mm-hmm. drive. And, you know, I've often thought about I didn't know at the time that they were doing that. My mom kept that from us uh, because she didn't want us to worry perhaps didn't want our help, uh, a little little bit of pride in there uh, and, you know, didn't want us to be burdened with their burden. But, you know, I've often wondered and thought about that, Shannon, that the only people who really knew about what she was doing, God, and the mm-hmm. person at CVS that would see this little old lady walk in there and buy two pills every single day. And that that was the secret struggle that only she and, and God really knew about. And, you know, it really... I wanted to share that story because I think when we think about secret struggles, we think about, you know, these these addictions. We go to the to the sort of the farthest example in our brain of a secret struggle that we might have, you know, an addiction to porn or whatever the case may be. And certainly those are secret struggles, maybe to to alcohol or one of those things that that we deal with. And, and we all have something that we are secretly struggling with that people would never have any idea. Um, many years I secretly struggled with bulimia and people would never have known it. It might not show physically on the outside. But I think there are also secret struggles like two pills a day for your husband who is, mm-hmm. is you know, needs to stay alive. And I just want people to know that God knows about that. And he's mm-hmm. tender to that. He is tender to you in whatever your struggle is that he knows. And so I just wanted people to know that. And I wanted people to understand that, that this is this is a God who loves you and uh, is very tender to what you're going through. Yeah, and that's the the title of the book, the theme of the whole book, God Knows by Lisa Whittle, When Your Worries and Whys Need More Than Temporary Relief. Um, I was also struck, too, by you talk about God Knows Our Past. And the mm. illustration that you gave there, I read it and I was like, oh, man, I so can feel this where you talk about, you know, you're about to go out on stage and you're you're back home and you're in your successful when you, with your career as a Bible teacher and author and your other ministries and things that you do. And it just takes one comment that reminds you of something from your past. 
And it kind of throws you because I have these moments where I think, oh, gosh, of course, like I think every human on this planet, there are things I desperately wish I'd never done and could take back. And if we allow it to, it drags us back into believing that God can't use us or that he can't be pleased with us. Like he knows all the terrible things we've ever thought or said or done. But you say God does know our past and there's a freedom in that and there can be very positive, good things from that. Yeah, I, you know, that was such a moment for me, Shannon. It was it was a moment of of real epiphany, because you know here I am, as you say, I was getting I'm getting ready to go um, speak, uh, teach about how Jesus can change anyone, which is a message that I believe, and yet here I am being dragged back into the past uh, from a comment of someone who says, you know, basically. I, they didn't want to come hear you speak because they remember how you were in high school. <laughs> My goodness. Oh. Um, if we are all marked by high school, Lord, we're help all in all trouble, us, right? We're all in <laughs> I'm trouble. just glad there wasn't Facebook or Twitter back then. Thank I you, was Jesus. just getting ready to say, thank goodness it was not documented <laughs> on social media. Um, you know, but I, I think here's what, besides the fact that the Lord just, just helped me get through that moment, but also ministered to my heart. And, and I think, I think where we go, of course, is always this guilt and shame place. But what I, I really think we need to understand is we don't have to pick between being proud of the work that we've done since that time and knowing that we have a lot more work to do. I think there was a time in my life where I thought, you know, I, I, I need to choose. I can't be proud of how far I've come. You know, I, I that's that's prideful in some way or whatever but also know that I have much more to go. There's sort of this false humility of like, oh, but I have so much more to do. I can't be possibly be proud of all the work. Listen, I've done a lot of work with the Lord since that time, Shannon. A lot of work. The Lisa of the past is not the same Lisa as now. And yet, I mean, that is to credit the Lord, but I, but I also am so grateful that there is so much more growth that can be done because that means that I'm still here. That means that there's still possibility. And so I also don't want to spend my life apologizing for things in the past that the Lord and I have already worked through. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and grovel over that. And if someone can't get there, I think, I think that's just where I've come. Someone can't get there and they can want to keep dragging me back. Um, I'm just not interested in those conversations anymore. So uh, I, I, maybe that's a word for someone today that continues to be drugged back in the past by someone who is stuck there themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. You've done the work. And if you and the Lord have done the work, then move on. Speaking of work, um, you have a lot of different jobs and a lot of different things you do. So I want to make sure that we touch on this because you have a ministry for ministry leaders and you yeah. also have a ministry called Creatives. That's the name of it, called Creatives for yeah. writers and speakers. So talk about those and how you're pouring into other people and then hoping, I, I would think in a lot of ways, to amplify their voices and let them get out and share their stories and um, their good words too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love both of these things and I'm so grateful that you're bringing them up because I, I feel like, you know, moving forward, one of my greatest things that I'm supposed to do with my life is just to, to 
help give space for other women uh, to be able to have a space. I think there are a lot of times in my life, and I'm sure you feel this way as well. There were moments that I was invited in and given a, a space. And then there were a lot of moments that I wasn't. And so I want to be able to move forward do that for other women uh, in this place, in this season. Uh, those two things, Ministry Strong and Call Creatives, are very different for me. Ministry Strong is really something that I do for other ministry leaders coming from a place of being a pastor's daughter, having lived that particular life, understanding what it's like now myself as a ministry leader in a little bit of a different space. But understanding the 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 complications, the isolation, the the burnout factor, the stress, the loneliness, the lack of boundaries, I could go on and on that ministry leaders in particular face. So that is a, that is something that I do for ministry leaders that I love very dearly. It's um, it's we do retreats, we do some online ministry and things like that. Called creatives, on the other hand, is is really a place for women who want to write, speak, podcast, creative entrepreneurs. I co-lead that with. Uh, my co-founder, Allie Worthington, and uh, we do a lot of business coaching and high-level book coaching and things like that. And I love sort of using my experience from what I've learned in 20 years of, of this business of writing and podcasting and and speaking and, and helping people do that. Because I remember even going to my father, who is an incredible orator, and saying to him, hey, how do you write a sermon? And he was like, I don't know, I just I just do. And I thought, well, that's not <laughs> helpful at all. And so I, I now help other women do that and kind of put those things together and just position them in the best possible space they can be. And that's really exciting for us. So tell everybody where they can find you online. Um, like I said, I really enjoy following your Instagram. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> what are the best places for people to connect with everything you're doing? Thanks so much. It's lisawhittle.com. And really, Shannon, everything is there from the podcast to speaking to free resources, uh, all the books. And um, then you can you can find my Instagram from there. That's kind of where I'm the most most active on social media is as on Instagram, Lisa Whittle there. Awesome. Okay, you'll see, you know, house projects, makeovers, um, (laughs) human makeovers, (laughs) all of it is there. Um, Lisa Whittle, the new book is God Knows When Your Worries and Whys Need More Than Temporary Relief. Um, If you're struggling, if you have questions, if you're hurting, um, this is such a great resource. Lisa, thank you for always putting out such wonderful help into the world and, and just sharing truth. We appreciate it. Thank you, Shannon. I appreciate you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.